The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the next edition of the At Notebook Wagering Podcast. Uh, this is going to be week three NFL. We're going to try to crank this out, get it done in an hour. Tonight I have with me is J. Cam and Smitty. Smitty is not really under the weather. We really don't know what happened to him. Maybe a little too much rooting for his Pittsburgh Pirates making a late season run. But we're going to go through week three, start on Thursday night. And we'll cover all the games for you guys, give you some leans, some lights, some sticky notes. Uh, Smitty, how you doing down there, buddy? I'm going to try to survive, man. I'm going to hope the voice. By the way, I'm Nick Nolte. Check me out this Friday. Another another 48 hours coming out with Eddie Murphy. Check it out in studio. Jason from Mount Lebo, PA. What's going on, man? Not much. Trying to stay above water in baseball. I had a nice little day yesterday. Trying to fight it again today here. Finish out strong. Um, nice week for the NFL for me last week. Um, I was on the right side of some things. Some of our other ones weren't on. Uh, some things I couldn't even believe I was actually hitting. So this week it got a big old probably 0-9 looking in my face. But uh, still enjoyable, even though that 4 o'clock witching hour was crazy. All right, just so everybody knows, too, Jason is just cranking out Excel stat sheets like no other. And now we officially have two weeks in the books, so we're starting to see some trends finally. We can start to piece together a little more information for everybody. I'm going to drop two two quick notes before we get into the games. Uh, unders so far in the season are officially here. They are 22-10, and 10, hitting at 68%. And average points per game is 45.5, which is one of the lowest it's been, I believe, since 2016. Don't hold me to that, but I know it's out there somewhere. And one last little tidbit, home field advantage is basically gone. Uh, for the season so far, we are at 24 and 24. It doesn't matter really anymore. Some of these home fields we used to think were just unbeatable, and that is no longer the case. Uh, you guys have anything you want to add real quick before we dive into these games? No, nah, the home field thing, it's something I've taken out of all my sheets just because you couldn't find it. I mean, the 2020 year, obviously there was no one in the stands, so that was the easy way to get out of it. But you just never saw it bounce back. And I think it's, you know, it's much easier to sit in your living room and watch all the games all at once than to go to the game, which can be a hassle. And then dealing with uh, fans have enjoyed themselves a little too much. Um, it's really taking out some of the great environments of the NFL. Games are crazy. You saw it in Cleveland last week. The Raiders game went crazy at the end. Big leads. These teams blow it. Yeah, it's craziness. This is going to be fun to dive into it this week. So let's hopefully my yeah. voice survives and makes it. I'm, you know people want to shut me up about my rants, but I'm going to keep doing it. So here we go. Yeah, with these crazy weeks, good luck, everybody, in your survivor polls because it is rough this week. All right, let's go. Thursday night, Amazon Prime game. Uh, hopefully it's a little better here in Pittsburgh. One and one Pittsburgh traveling to one and one Cleveland. Steelers are getting plus four and a half right now. I have an over under 38.5. This is one of the lowest over-unders we're going to see. 
I know these guys have more info on this game. Smitty has a teaser already. I don't have much on this yet. I do like one play, and I would tease up the points and go over about 45 on this one. Jason, what do you have? Steelers-Browns. Yeah, it's funny because looking at this game, I actually watched both of these games on uh, the NFL Plus, um, all 22. And, you know, I didn't come away real impressed with Cleveland. As much as they had game control over the Jets last week, um, just didn't really look all that great or that dominant. In fact, it looks like to me that their offense is actually ahead of their defense, which doesn't make a lot of sense considering um, they've got Brissett running things at quarterback. You know, he's basically out there not making mistakes and they're running the football and it's got better playmakers on the outside. Now, actually, Donovan Peoples-Jones actually looks pretty good, and Amari Cooper also seems to fit that system pretty well. Um, I look at the Steelers, and it, it looks like it's getting worse, and I think you get the sense of that as a Steeler fan that last week was kind of a reality check, and even though it was only 17-14, it didn't feel like 17-14 for a lot of that game. Um, you look at some of the numbers, defense, 27th and punts force, 23rd and three and outs, and really, it's come down to red zone efficiency. They've been pretty good in the red zone in both games. That's what's kind of kept them in it. I look at this game. I'm taking Cleveland minus the five. I just think they're in a little better spot right now. If the Steelers are going to win this game, they need to find that running game that's been missing for like two seasons because Cleveland looked really soft up front on the replay. Right, that, that, <laughs> that Amazon. <laughs> that Amazon Prime. I'm watching that last week. Oh. And it looked like a 1980s kung fu movie. I was just waiting for Herb Street to crane kick Al Michaels. That's how bad that was. All right, going on to the game here. I I listen. I I agree. The Steelers are a train wreck. I've been saying it for a long time here. Gonna lose my voice, but I'm gonna keep going here. They're a train wreck. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm two and zero right now with the Steelers and teasers. So I'm taking the Steelers up to 10 and a half. I think this game is a tight game. You know, these Thursday night games sometimes are dumpster fires. Please, can you open the offense up? Why did we sign this guy that can't even, it came out in the media this week that he can't even audible on the line because they have handcuffs on this guy. Then put the rookie in and let's win three games and we move on. Can we just do something? This team's a dumpster, but they'll cover the 10 and a half this week. I'm taking the Steelers in a teaser. Maddie, real quick before Jason chimes in. Did you say over or do you like the under in this? I like the under if you tease okay. it up to, to, to like 45. Okay, you said over. You had me a little confused because I I'm knew sorry. you like the under. So under, yeah. under and with Jason, Maddie. Okay, Jason, go ahead, before, Jason. Jason, before you go, he gave me a, a real quick segue. Um, a perfect player prop. Trubisky over passing or under passing yards, 195 and a half for the simple reason, what if, he comes out and stinks, and the picket calls come in. He might not even play the whole game. I've already locked in a bet under 195 and a half passing yards. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. I don't think you'll see Pickett this week. I, I do think you'll need a bye week to get him in. Um, and Tomlin even said he didn't hear the Kenny chants, which were clearly audible on a TV broadcast. Um, it is interesting. You know, when do you not put audibles into an offense when you have an inexperienced quarterback? Do you think maybe Canada's? picking playing his hand here of who he wants running this show because that's what it reads to me because you know the other team that doesn't have audibles the jets and who they should have a quarterback right now zach wilson so i'm reading into that and that's telling me that matt canada thinks kenny pickett should be the quarterback as well real quick before we go and we've gone way too long on this game but matt i'm agreeing with you here i said this to old man in the garage 
I could see a slow start. They bring Pickett out, give him a couple snaps in this game. He starts the game against the Jets at home next week. Then you have that really tough schedule, but he gets one game under his belt before you go into that really hard schedule. I could see it happen. Maddie, I love that bet. All right, let's move on. Sunday, 1 p.m., red-hot Philadelphia Eagles coming in 2-0, traveled down to uh, face the Washington Commanders at 1-1. Washington is getting 6.5 over under 47. Philly looks uh, every bit the NFC contender who you want to throw your hat in the ring on for them coming out of the NFC. They looked impressive the other night. Jalen Hurts did everything right. The defense played good, uh, but Minnesota played really bad. Uh, I don't have a play on this game yet. I actually like the over, and Smitty's been uh, hitting on the Carson Wentz. I think this that plays into the uh, game here a little bit. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. I like over 47 in this game. Jason? Yeah, I like the over as well. I mean, the Reds, the Commanders have been really good about putting second half points up so far this year. Once when he's got the reins taken off and throwing it all over the yard, you know they were out of that game against the Lions last week. I had them uh, Commanders money line was dead. Took them live plus fifteen and then got rewarded. I like that here. I'm leaning maybe plus the six and a half here. This looks like I think the whole world is crowning the Eagles, and that's usually a great time to go against them. But I'm a little nervous on that one. I feel much more comfortable with the over. I'm going to throw it. Belicio Del Toro, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Carson Wentz, keep an eye on his, you know, his passing prompt this year. I had it, I think I got it like 250 something last week. They got behind. I loved it. I was telling the boys off air here. They had to throw the ball. He has a lot of weapons, a lot of guys to throw to. I agree. I think, you know. The Eagles, everyone thinks the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Can't believe I had the teaser uh, over in that, and then nobody scored in that Monday night game. Good job, Eagles, and good job, Vikings. But I like, I kind of like the over, too. I think it's a great overplay. Tease it down, take the over also. I, I'm sorry. I think I'd take a chance with the Commanders if you're going to take a straight play on this. Awesome. All right, here's a big game on the slate. Um for me, especially. So Kansas City, 2-0, travels to Indy, 0-1-1, over under 50, and the Colts are getting five and a half. So we talked a lot about this one via text on our string, and I actually think, in the words of Admiral Akbar, this might be a trap. Um, and not a trap where Indy actually wins the game, but I think this is one where they're going to cover and push KC. So I got a sticky note on this. After... Kansas City, with Mahomes at quarterback, plays a non-divisional opponent. They are 22-27-2 against the spread. So I think Indy might get to be able to sneak in the back door here and cover that five and a half, maybe lose by a field goal or four or whatever. I'm going to probably lay the Colts, and hopefully I, by the end of uh, Saturday night, I hope they're getting six or seven. So, Jason? Yeah, you look at the Colts right now, averaging – 0.87 points per drive that's over 1.1 points below average even so you put that in there they're way ahead on turnovers they've been throwing the ball to the wrong team i think we talked about this maddie ice is on pace for 51 interceptions this year that should regress we hope um and this if they stop turning the ball over now it's a kansas city defense that doesn't force a lot of turnovers they haven't forced a lot of turnovers the last few years 
So they might be able to get right at home, but they definitely play a lot better. I like I liked them better with the six and a half, but I'm kind of on the fence with the five and a half, but I kind of like that. I do think this is a spot where the Colts have to stand up. I do think they're going to get um, Shaquille Leonard back this week. That makes a huge difference in their defense. And they'll also get both wide receivers back that were out last week. I think Pittman and Pierce. So things are kind of getting a little bit right in Colts. I think this is another one where Casey's looked really good. Colts have looked awful. Got to buy the stink. And I'll take the Colts plus five and a half. Yeah, the key don't don't turn the ball over. I mean, and it's bad when you have them as one of your fantasy quarterbacks. It's not good. And second is I said they might be in the Super Bowl this year. Man, what? Not good. Not good. I, I don't know if they'll win the game. I love them in a teaser spot here. I, I think they're gonna hang. You know, they're oh one and one. I like these teams that are really desperate. And this is a desperate time. You go oh two and one. Man, it's going to be hard, I think. And I know it's only, you know, people are, it's early. Things can change. Yeah, it's hard. So I don't know if they'll win. Teaser spot, I love it. And I don't know. I have a feeling, I already said to the guys, I have a feeling that maybe a teaser under is okay in this. I don't know if this can be a shootout. For some reason, I'm just feeling a little lower scoring if you tease the points up. But my favorite one in this is the Colts in a teaser. All right, real quick, non game talking point uh, and we'll make it quick just kind of yes or no is matt ryan officially finished probably after this year finished after this year yeah but i do think he wants to give it one go i think it's an anomaly with all the turnovers yeah smitty yeah i think he's in trouble okay i agree i'm on board with that all right uh third game sunday at one should be a big rivalry game. Should be a lot of talking on this game, and there's not. So we have Baltimore coming in one and one. New England one and one. New England's catching three at home over under 43 and a half. Man, it, you would think this is this used to be a major game. Everybody would be hyped up. This would probably make the four o'clock hour on Fox. Everybody watching. I I don't know. They said Lamar was banged up. He had a sleeve on his arm today. It wasn't thrown at practice. We still don't know what New England is. Who's their running back? Jason summed it up great on a text the other day. New England has the best wide receiver threes in all of football. Uh, we just don't know. We I mean, as little as Belichick gives us week in and week out, we still don't even have a clue anything about this team. Uh, I'm not touching this game at all. I'll let you guys see what you guys can try to talk me into. Jason. I think this, the thing that's really hard to gauge in this game is where's Baltimore's defense at? Because it looked awful in the second half against the Dolphins where they had a pretty substantial lead, couldn't hold it. That's something you don't see out of Harbaugh teams. Um, Jackson looks fine. His injury obviously very concerning because when he's not right, the Ravens are just toast. Um, but you, we, the, you know, we got to see New England pretty up close as we're all Steeler fans. And um, there was nothing exceptional about that team at all. I mean, they're smart. They'll probably win games that they should. They're not going to go beat anybody with talent, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at that wide receiver core, and those guys would be great number threes on really good teams, except they have, like, three number threes. So there's no standouts there. Um, I like Baltimore. I think that the three is a little low, but you got to wait until Lamar Jackson gets cleared before you do anything here. Gilbert Godfrey, what do you got? <laughs> I love these. <laughs> I'm going to go New England here. I, I mean, I agree. I don't think New England Steelers should have got that game. But I think there's some, again, just feeling it out that I think New England's going to keep this game close. I think a teaser spot, I love it. I love a home team getting 
in about nine points in a six-point teaser, I love. And I would lean towards the under. I mean, what happened to Baltimore's defense in the second half was just insane. Like, what happened to that team? They had that game so easily won last week, and then it was just a debacle. I don't know. I feel like now you're going to say, Smitty, that's crazy that New England hasn't really scored. Baltimore, you know, that team, you think the defense is going to be a little bit fired up and really maybe had a hard week of looking in the mirror at each other and saying we got to adjust some things here. So I could see that game being a little low scoring. I like the under in a teaser, but my favorite one in that is New England in a teaser. I think New England hangs in this game. One thing about Baltimore, if you look at their stats, all explosive plays this year. No drives getting put together. They have one of the lowest uh, plays per drive stat of all of football. New England will not give away explosive plays. They're going to make Baltimore earn it and grind it out here. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. So can they do that? That's the biggest question in this game. Good point. Uh, Baltimore also may get J.K. Dobbins back this week. He was full practice. He was full practice last week, though, and they shut him down. But supposedly he is trending in. Maybe Baltimore get back to smash mouth football as well. So got to get rid of that limp, though. Ooh. I, I agree. All right, let's travel down to Carolina. Uh, New Orleans Saints, one and one. Travel down to play, play the Panthers, 0 oh and two. Carolina is getting three at home, over under 40 and a half. I got one more sticky note on the good old Panthers. Nice. Uh, Panthers in their last 16 games are two and 14 against the spread, and 0 oh and nine in the last nine against the spread. I, I think New Orleans gets it done here. I think New Orleans. Might win by four in this game and cover that three. So I'm probably leaning Saints here, a little bounce back after their subpar performance last week, in my opinion, against Tampa Bay. They were in the game, and then the old famous James showed up with three stellar picks. He has a good defense, though. So, yeah, give him that. So, yeah, I saw a stat this week, and I think probably lots of our listeners have too, that Matt Rule is 1-25 in when the Panthers give up more than 17 points. I don't know if everybody else saw that. That's an insane stat. Um, so that just shows you the offensive struggles they've had since he's been there. That actually shouldn't be that big of an issue this week because it's not like the Saints are going to run away and hide. You got James Winston playing with four broken ribs, which is insane. Uh, Andy Dalton is his backup. Kamara is dinged up. Um, so you got to think that offense is still there. Now the defense is still really good. Uh, this game obviously looks like an under. The total is like 40 and a half. I think it can go under that. I would grab it right now if I could. And, you know, Carolina's played pretty well the first two weeks. I mean, they haven't been great, but they could have won both of those games. They could easily be 2-0 coming into here. I think I like them with three just because I think points are going to be at a premium in this one. But that's more of just like I think going against the Saints offense than anything else. So, Al Pacino, what do you have? so hard to jump right into this with those great comments here now i agree you know that saints game last week i had the saints in a teaser and i mean it was 3-3 there was a phantom call uh that kind of extended i think one of tampa bay's drives that kind of moved in they scored i mean a fight broke out and everything like that you know saints great defense i kind of agree with jason carolina you know doesn't look good but they've been in some games here Low scoring games like this. I love the teaser and the under in this. I think points are tough to get in this. I like it. But also when you look as a, as a teaser player like I am, if you look in these games that are such low scoring um, games and you tease up the home team, then you get them up to about nine. I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of scoring in this game. I'll take a chance with Carolina to hang in this game and I'll, I'll take them in a teaser also. So I like teaser play 
Carolina, and I like the teaser under in this. All right, here's a game the notebook wagering boys love. Houston Texans going to Chicago. Oh, one and one to play the Chicago Bears. One and one. Bears are laying two and a half at home. Another low under of 40. And I, I've said this on our shows, uh, the preseason shows, everything. I love what the Texans are doing. They still need a lot of help. But I love how the direction Lovey Smith has them going. They played well in Denver last week. They hung. Uh, they should be one and one. They have young talent, the young running back Pierce. Brandon Cooks is still stellar. Nico Collins is a sneaky good wide receiver. Chicago, to me, is, is still a dumpster fire. Uh, Aaron Rodgers owned them again. Justin Fields is putting up horribly bad stats at the quarterback position, and he didn't do himself any favors this week with his comments. Not going to help. I'm actually going to take probably Houston money line in this game, and hopefully they win a 17-16 type game. Jason? Yeah, I, you know, you look, I mean, Houston went to Denver, played a competitive game for a half, kind of got away from them in the second half. You look at their defensive statistics, uh, the yards, they're giving up yards, but they're not giving up points in the red zone. That looks like a typical Lovey Smith cover two defensive scheme. Um, you know, Davis Mills, though, is kind of, we're losing him a little bit here. He looked like a guy who could play a little. Now it's starting to look like maybe he's drifting to that, like, questionable year two. Um, kind of like Mac Jones is drifting that way as well. But, yeah, I, there's no way I can lay points with the Bears. I will take the points with the Texans uh, plus two and a half. I do like the money line here as well. Yeah, I like I like the Texans up in a teaser, and I think this is a low-scoring game. I don't think – I don't like both offenses. I tease it up, get up to about 46 and a half and take the under. And I would – why not, again, take a team up to about 9, 10 points and take a chance? I mean, like you said, Maddie, they, they weren't completely out of that game in Denver – and Chicago, just not a great team. And again, Justin Fields, the comments he made, I bet the fans are going to really like him this week. Yeah. All right, let's go to MetLife Stadium. We got the 0-2 Bengals, fresh, fresh Super Bowl hangover team coming in here against the 1-1 New York Jets. Pull off the huge comeback win in Cleveland this past weekend. Go up against the AFC North again. Over under 45, and the Jets are catching five at home. So the Bengals are actually the first 0-2 Super Bowl team since 2004 that were seven-point favorites in week one and two. Struggling. Uh, we thought they made all these O-line improvements. I think Burrow's on pace to get sacked 117 times, worse than his 72 or whatever it was in 2021. Man, they got some work to do. However, uh, this is where they rebound, I feel. I think the Jets basically blew their wad last week. Huge win. Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco of 2008. I don't see it happening again. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I might lean the under, but I think the Bengals are actually going to get their first win here. You want to play it safe, tease this down, take Bengals and a pick them. Yeah, I mean, Bengals, it's like – the defense isn't playing horribly, but it's also not playing well. They're not getting the turnovers that were critical for them last year. They're not getting as much pressure as they, they did last year off the edge. I think they missed Larry Ogunjobi in the middle, kind of taking some of those extra uh, blockers away from the two really good defensive ends. You know, it's funny, as bad as they've played, they probably should have won both of these games. I mean, they had chances to win in Dallas last week after just kind of getting uh, thumped in the first half pretty good. And then five turnovers against the Steelers kept them from winning that week. You know, both of the games go to overtime. 
I think this is a week they get right. And if they don't get fired up for this game, you know, I'm not a big believer in that in the NFL. But, you know, you went to New York last year after beating the Steelers and got thumped by the Jets. <laughs> like, you're going back to New York against the Jets this week. You have There has to be some motivation in that locker room to go avenge that. So I don't like the five as much. I'm hoping that the New York uh, people will bet that down a little. Uh, but I do like the Bengals here. Mr. Old Man Joe. 63 out of 103, 616 yards, five touchdowns, one pick. Well, the guy's doing all right right now. They're playing okay. I'll take the home team up in a teaser. Get me double digits in that. Right, Maddie, you said a great you said a great thing in a Texas week. I think you said you were having a conversation with somebody and said, who's the worst offensive line right now? You know, we're not high on the Steelers offensive line, but if you look at some numbers, Maybe they're not as bad as a lot of people think, but not playing great. But you said maybe Cincy by far is the worst. So that's a concern to me. I agree with you. I think Cincy wins this game. But to take the Jets up to double digits, a home team, I'm jumping on board on that. And I'll take I'll take the under in a teaser also in this. So the, the Bengals are actually second in uh sack rate second worst sack rate can you name who is first and worst sack rate the jets no it's the chicago bears <laughs> mobile quarterback justin fields they're actually 15 percent of dropbacks he's getting sacked the Bengals are 13 percent, which is also insanely bad you did bring up a good point though since the defense is playing well i i checked um through two games they have two sacks trey hendrickson shut out no pressure they are playing a uh, banged up Jets, O-line, no Becton. I, I mean, you think of this as the get-right week for the Bengals. All right, Sunday, 1 p.m., uh, Lions, 1-1. One one. The feisty Motor City Kitties go to play the Minnesota Vikings, 1-1, one one, over, under, 52-and-a-half. And the Vikings are laying six at home. So the Lions, through two weeks, have averaged, I believe, 30-plus points. If they average 30, if they get 30 again this week, they're going to be one of only three teams in the last 15 years to get 30 their first three games. The offense is really quick. Um, Campbell has that offense working. I mean, Deuce Staley doing a great job up there. We all watch the hard knocks. Jared Goff has been money. They're only going to get better, too, when they get Jameson Williams back. The problem is, can they just fix the defense? Can they just get that defense to average? They played okay against the Commanders last week, and they did get their first win. I think it's going to be a little tougher this week. I do think the Lions are going to lose against the Vikings. Smitty's all over this one, but I'll let Jason. What do you have on this one? Yeah, when you look at it, it's the same thing here. Plays per drive, the Lions offense is only averaging about, I think it's like five plays per drive. So they're hitting all explosive plays right now. I I think the Vikings with their scheme will take that away. They're going to make them grind down the field, which is something with – Swift's coming off an injury. The offensive line's banged up. Um, I'm actually going to lean Vikings minus the six, even though I love watching the Lions. I'm, I'm sure I'll eat that later. I'm sure that the Vikings will get up 17 and the Lions will come back and lose by three, which is what they do. I had it wrong last week, though. It was the other way around, where the Lions got up big and then the, the Commanders came back. But it, it sets up for that kind of game. And plus, um, Minnesota turning the ball over a little too much, had a ton of turnovers against the Eagles. Lions aren't forcing any turnovers on defense. So I think their offense will get right. Yeah, Rachel this Wolf. is one of my favorite games. I love the Steelers. One of my plays this week is the Steelers up to 10 and a half. I'm matching them with the Vikings down to a pick them. I like teams that are going to come off bad performances and match it at home and take it down. 
They came off a really bad performance on Monday night against the Eagles. Cousins never in prime time does anything. I think they get it right this week. Get them down to a pick them, match it with somebody you like. I love the Steelers tomorrow night. That's going to be one of my big plays this week, and it's going to be a winner. All right, so last two 1 o'clock games, I saved the worst and the best. So technically, this is the worst. We have the Las Vegas Raiders 0-2 going down to Tennessee to play the 0-2 Titans over under 45 and a half, and Tennessee is getting two at home. That's a, that's a crazy number right now. You have to think Tennessee's just going to pound the ball with Derrick Henry. They got behind last game, and they really couldn't do it. Which one of these 0-2 squads is going to – at least keep their hat in the ring for playoffs. I I find it hard to bet against a home dog this week, especially Tennessee, who's got the vets. I mean, the Raiders, everybody was hyping them up in the AFC West. I don't I don't see it. This might be the team as their record shows who they really are right now. Give me the Titans at home. Maybe I can get a three out of that, though. That's what I would hope for. You know, I think if you go look, the Raiders have had a pretty good record going on the road outside of Vegas. I mean, everyone feels better once they leave Vegas for a couple of days. I actually like them here. I think they're just a better football team. Uh, you look through the stats. I mean, they're turning the ball over a little too much. And if you watch the second half of the Cardinals game, everything kind of went against them. Like all of a sudden, once they just could not get the momentum turned back around in that football game. Tennessee looked flat out awful against Buffalo. Like the first drive, they bounced back. I mean, it's 7 7. The play was going to be a competitive football game. But after that, they just did not look like a very good team at all. Um, the numbers kind of back that up. The defense isn't very good. The offense isn't very good. I'm going to take the Raiders here, um, laying the two, I think, on the road. Uh, I know that won't be a popular play, but I really think they're a much better football team here. Yeah, they got to get Derrick Henry going, especially for my one fantasy team. But he has not run the ball very well this year so far. And I don't think what the game he came back last year from injury he has either. So that's a problem. Tannehill, I think he has to be looking over his shoulder a little bit. I, I think it's not good. It's not good there. I don't think it's a good team. Man, this is a tough one. I kind of... You look at this, I think it's right around... I think it's at 45 and a half couple of things I have written down. I have it like right there. Maybe I would do a teaser up and take the under. It's like Matt said, it's hard. I'd probably, with the Raiders being favorites, I'd probably take Tennessee up in a teaser and take uh, Tennessee in this game and take them at like eight and yeah. just see. Too bad. I think it's two bad teams. And I mean, it's weird because you would have thought the Raiders were with Adams coming over and Carr. They played in college, the connection. Hasn't really taken off yet. Yeah, I'm just skeptical of the early start time, uh, West Coast to East Coast. It's just a little crazy to see. I, I mean, I see that more as a pick'em game. I'm shocked Tennessee's getting two. Like I said, if you can find a three, that might be something to look into. All right, let's go to the big one at one o'clock. Uh, two and O Buffalo Bills travel to Miami to play the two and O Miami Dolphins. Over under fifty two, and somehow the Dolphins are getting six points at home. Man, all right, here we go. Is Buffalo really this good? They rolled the Rams week one. They absolutely trucked the Titans week two. You watch the games. They really do look that good. Uh, Stefan Diggs, maybe last year's Cooper Cup, doesn't matter how many guys you put on him. He seems to be open every play. I, I can't touch this game. I, I mean, I'd have to take the Dolphins getting the six at home. 
potentially tease that up. This is a game I just want to watch and enjoy. So I'm going to let you guys break it down. Yeah, I mean, Dolphins came off a great win against Baltimore. I mean, that was one of those games where the play was put away, and you really just kind of saw – I mean, if you're a Miami Dolphin fan, you haven't had a lot to root for over the last 30 years. Um, that was a game that gave you hope because they looked completely different than they looked at any of the time, and Tua looked like a really good quarterback. I mean, he made some nice throws with the game on the line against a team that we thought had a good defense, which clearly doesn't. Um, and I think that's the biggest difference here. I, like You look at the four units, I think the Miami offense looks really good. I think the Buffalo offense clearly looks good. And I think they have the advantage on defense. I think Miami defense isn't quite there yet. They're giving up about 43 yards per drive, and they're giving up a lot of plays per drive. Um, I don't think that they're kind of ready on that side of the ball yet. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bills here. I think it's going to be a game of sevens, so I don't mind laying the six, though I hate doing it on the road. Um, I'm not a big teaser guy, but I would definitely tease the Bills down here um, with something else. But I just think they're the better football team at this point. And I think we went through it off the air. They've had a lot of success against the Dolphins in the last five meetings. I think it's 5-0 and with some pretty healthy wins in there. So it'll be interesting to see if Dolphins use that as a motivation point for this game. But hey, give me the Bills. I'm going to go with Dolphins. You know, and I agree with everything Jason is saying there. But again, you can get a home team up to double digits. I'm going to take a chance with it in a teaser spot. And, you know, these games, when you look at games like this, sometimes the Bills are scoring, scoring, scoring. What did Miami do last week? I mean, they weren't. And then they went crazy in that game. I had the teaser under in that game as one of my plays, major plays last week. And then that made me look like a fool. So maybe I'll be a fool again. We'll have to see. I think I take the points up to about 60. I take an under. Maybe the fireworks will be a little slower this week in this one. And this game is going to be a tight game because these are two really good teams trying to win that division. So I'm going to go teaser under, and I like Miami up to the double digits, but what would be about 11 and a half. Maybe he likes to play weatherman on this one usually, but I will be one on this game because we didn't mention it. 87 and humid on Sunday. You're going to get your full Miami weather. I don't know if it's turned quite in uh, Western New York yet to get cooler temps. I mean, it definitely has in Western PA, but that's definitely going to be a factor in this game is that you, it's, it's melting season in South Florida. All right, let's go to the late window. Four o'clock games and 425 games. Let's start out with a rough one. And, but it's kind of intriguing. So I wrote this down about an hour, hour and a half ago. Atlanta going to Seattle. Atlanta's 0-2. Seattle 1-1. and Over under 42. And I had Seattle land one and a half. And I literally just looked it again, and this is now a pick em. What happened in the span of about an hour and a half that this dropped a point and a half, and now we have a pick em game? But it plays right into a little note I have. 0-2 teams in week three since 2017 cover 60% of the time. I think Atlanta is the play here going to Seattle. I think this is an ugly game. But I think Mar Mariota and company have just enough to potentially get you a win and a pick them. And if you tease this up, man, I would take points with the Falcons. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, they haven't gotten kind of the, the pub that the Lions did last year, but maybe the Lions didn't at this point either. But the Falcons kind of feel that way a little bit this year. They're kind of been in some games here. Rams got way ahead of them. Falcons got their way back into the game, covered a nice back door. They were toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Saints there week one. Um, you know, it's not a good football team, but it seems like they've kind of got things going in the right direction. I don't think Seattle's on that page at all. I mean, 
one of the funniest things in the Seattle game was when the starting quarterback gets hurt for the Niners and everybody realizes, oh, Seattle's toast now because the backup's going to play. We'll get into that with the 49ers. But, um, yeah, I like what the Falcons are doing here. I mean, the, the numbers are okay. They're not great, but the Seattle's numbers are terrible. So uh, give me the Falcons, and uh, I'll leave the points there on the road. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. I think they're a much better football team than Seattle. I think Seattle is awful. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to probably agree with you. I'd do a teaser. I, I like the Falcons a little bit in this. I kind of like their team. I think you guys make good points. They've been in the games the, the first two weeks. I would tease the points up and take the under two in this game. I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. Um, I think it, you could get up to about 48. Some of the stuff I have is in the lower 40s. One's a little higher, but I'm going to take that and take a chance with the 48 and take the under. So go Falcons and see if you can get it there. All right, looking uh, looking at a quick player player prop for this. Uh, the masses are calling for more Kyle Pitts, and deservedly so. I believe he has three catches in two weeks. That'd be nice. One of my if fantasy teams. If you can find him with a low yardage total, maybe even down around the 30 mark, it might be in play somewhere out there, and maybe his uh, receptions is going to drop too. I haven't looked because they're not out yet. If you can find something in the three – Catch range, 35 yards, might be something I look for on Kyle Pitts. Jason, you had something else? Yeah, I was going to ask the teaser king what he would think about getting teasing Atlanta up to 7.5 as it go, almost goes away here. It looks like BetMGM and BetRivers are the only ones where you're still getting points with the Falcons. I love the Falcons. Love them. Tease them. Tease them. I play right. it myself here. I lock it in tonight. I like that one. All right, here's my new official fun betting team in the NFL. 405 game. Jacksonville travels to Los Angeles to play the Chargers over under 47. Chargers are laying seven at home. Both teams are one and one. And you thought I was going to save the Chargers for my fun team? Nope, it's the Jags. Uh, three and oh for me on the season. I hit their points last week. I hit the money line last week. And I'm going to grab a seven here because if Herbert can't go, He's got broken ribs. I mean, what if he gets crushed on a hit, gets knocked out of that game? I think they barely win the game. I think they'll probably win it at home. But I'm I'm going to grab the points with the Jags here. I'm a officially a Jags backer when they're getting a really good number. So, Jason, what do you have on this one? Yeah, the one thing was some impressive thing for me looking at this game was the Jacksonville defensive statistics, which are like phenomenal right now. They're like top 10 in like everything that I look at, like forcing turnovers, points per drive, yards per drive, um, plays per drive. Who saw that coming? So, you know, the offense has been really good too. So I don't know if it's a competition they've played so far, but they've been up to the task and uh, kind of big though going on the road here playing in LA, but it's not going to be like a crazy home environment or anything like that. We kind of hit on before home advantage is dead. Home field advantage is definitely dead in LA. They don't care. Um, you know, Chargers numbers are pretty good too. So this is going to be a tough matchup. I think for the Jags, I, seven's a little too much. I think I, this is a game that I'll probably wait and maybe play live and take the Jags plus the extra points. Maybe when the Chargers get up early, I'm kind of torn here. Cause I, I really don't want to, um, basically take the Jags here on their first road test against a team they don't play a lot. I think in division, they've always been a little more feisty than they have out of division. What do you have, Smitty? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Matt here. I mean, you're looking at it, it's minus seven. You take them up to about 13. I would do that if Justin Herbert maybe was healthy in a teaser. Double digits, I love taking teams way up. The guy's banged up. I don't think he practiced today or he barely did. 
There was one of their wide receivers is out. You got some injuries here. Take a team up in this spot. I love it. I would also do the under in this because it, let's say he doesn't play or he gets knocked out quick. Chase Daniels, one of the smartest guys in the world. He's made a lot of money holding a clipboard. I respect the guy. Good college quarterback, but that might be dink and dunk. A lot of handoffs, a lot of Eckler. Look for Eckler, maybe a player prop with some stuff. Receiving yards, maybe rushing yards, dink and dunk. Lower scoring game maybe then. Never know. I like the under and I like the Jags up. All right. One other quick player prop that I have. I believe I've gone 2-0 on it. And I bet his season total over over receptions. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, I know we, we scoffed at his contract and, and it really ruined the market for wide receivers. But he's earning his money. And he is easily their number one. He has easily made a great bond with Lawrence. Look for his over receptions, over his yards, too. They're going to start going up, though. They're going to continue their climb. So just be careful that you don't get out of a, a decent window in the 65 range. Um, but that's a player to keep an eye on. Smitty, one last point. Yeah, ETN, too. I went one and one. I lost against the commanders. He had it. And then I think he got one. He got tackled back and lost some yards. So I lost that one. I took it again last week, and it was about 20, 21 and a half uh, receiving yards. I hit the over in that. I'll be looking at him. I love going back to the well with some of these player props. I'm going to eye him up again. Good mismatch here. Speedy back coming out of the backfield. Lawrence played with him in college. I love it. Keep an eye on that player prop. All right, 425. L.A. Rams, 1-1, one one, traveled to the Arizona Cardinals, also 1-1, one one, off the impressive comeback win against the Raiders, over under 48.5, and, and the Cardinals are getting 3.5 at home. This is a stay away from me. Um, I, I do think the Rams are the much better team. I think Arizona just got right there at the end of the game. Kyler pulled off some magic. Their defense, though, is way better than the Raiders' defense, that being the Rams. I don't think Kyler's going to be able to do that against the, that front he's going to face, especially with Aaron Donald. And Ramsey is going to take away whoever the uh, Cardinals' number one receiver is. We still don't know who that is without Hopkins. If I had to make a play on this, give me the, give me the Rams. I'd lay the points. Oof. This is tough. I, I, I'm surprised to see how bad the Rams' stats are. Um, defense has not played up the um, you know, level we expect out of it. I mean, they're pretty bad at both yards per drive and points per drive. Um, Arizona looked dead, and then I don't know what happened in the second half of the Raiders game, but they, I guess Kyler Murray kind of showed us why he got paid all that money. Um, at this point, with three and a half, I'll take the Cardinals, but I don't like it at all. Yeah, this is hard. I mean, I, I bash the Cardinals every week. I've taken them in a teaser the last two weeks. Now, last week it worked out. I was laughing because, again, they look like a train wreck. I mean, the guy should be in double-A baseball. The coach should be maybe pumping my gas. I don't know, back in college. But they came back, good win. I kind of like the Rams straight straight play here. And I don't, I you know, I don't do a lot of those. I would do that. Again, you could look at the teaser and say, Smitty, you can get them up close to 10 points. Maybe take a chance with Arizona. I don't know. This is stay away. My favorite play in this is take the points down and play the over. I kind of like that. All right. Last game, four o'clock window. The Bay of Pigs, Green Bay travels down to play Tampa Bay. Green Bay comes in one and one. Tampa Bay, two and oh. Tampa's laying one at home. The word on the street, this line is going to flip the other way. And uh, with all their injuries, over under is 42. Uh, speaking of injuries, so Tampa Bay is going to be without Mike Evans from his 
WWE suspension hit on Lattimore. Godwin is still out. Scotty Miller and, and Perriman both hit the injury report. They're bringing Cole Beasley off the street. One thing about that, if you can find a prop on Beasley to play this week and have over X catches, I'm going to bet it. Because basically that is Wes Welker, uh, Julian Edelman coming in, and Brady hasn't had that in Tampa. So they, they thought it would be Scotty Miller, and it hasn't really worked out that way. So I don't have a play on this game yet. I'm going to wait a little bit on this one. This is more until Sunday, 3.30. Am I getting an ass whipping or not? So, Jason? I am actually going to go with the Bucks here. Um, I like the defense. I think it's a much better unit. And plus, the Green Bay defense at times has problems stopping the run. I think you're going to see a lot of run out of the Buccaneers. Now, I know the offensive line is not in great shape, but the third stringer that came in and played left tackle last Sunday actually played pretty well. No pressures allowed uh, against the Saints defense, which is, I think, better than this Packers defense. Yeah, give me, give me Tommy B at home, getting maybe one by game time, maybe two. Um, I think the Bucs are just going to run it down the Packers' throat. And like I said, I don't trust the Packers' wide receivers at all, especially against a good defense. Yeah, my favorite play in this is the teaser under. I tease it up. I had it. I wrote it down last night at 41 and a half. You get it up to 47 and a half. I like the under in this game. I think, again, I could see, I always say this is one of those you could go, I kind of like Tampa if it gets down to like minus one, take it. In a teaser spot, I, I take a chance with Green Bay. I tease it up. I think it's going to be a tight game. I really do. I think Rodgers will keep him in. Tampa's defense has been unbelievable, and I agree with what Jason said. The wide receivers are a little iffy. Try to pound the ball a little bit, both teams. But I'd take a chance. So if I had to, my favorite play, teaser under. My favorite play, player prop, over, under, Microsoft Edge tablets thrown, 0.5. Oh, I'd I, I bet all my house on that. That's going to be at least – I'd say get that – I'll be 1.5 by game time. <laughs> all right let's uh let's wrap it up here last two games sunday night game 820 niners travel to denver uh both teams one and one we have an over under of 45 and denver's getting one and a half at home nfl i don't think they want this but i think we betters love this narrative we now get jimmy g russ can't cook right now I like what the Niners have going. I think their team is actually going to come together. I think the vets really do like Jimmy. He knows he's going to put them in position to win games. Got him to a Super Bowl, which is not any easy task. If, if, if you're putting a gun to my head on this one, give me the Niners, but I would probably just do the money line, sneak out a win in mile high. Boy, yeah. I mean, it's tough to pass up Denver as a home dog. Always. I mean, it looks like the issues they're having, they're still putting up yards, but they just can't score in the red zone. And that's play calling. And Daniel Hackett has definitely shown that he's having some struggles. Year to date. <laughs> um, I don't know where Jimmy G's at against the real defense though. That's going to be interesting because we, we knew the shoulder was going to be an issue. Obviously he didn't need much to do much last week against the Seattle defense is pretty bad. Um, so a little questionable about him going on the road. So I guess I'm taking Russ, but I really don't like it. So, yeah, give me the Broncos. Uh, I'll take it with the money line, like you said. San Francisco. You know, you hate injuries. Trey Lance, it's too bad. But I kind of – I think they got the better quarterback, quarterback in the team. I think this is a team now that can go far in the playoffs. I, You know, I'd like I, it would have been nice to see what Trey Lance would have done this year if he could really – because I think he's an unbelievable athlete. 
Um, I'm just not sure if he's the, the main guy there, but I think Jimmy G was the guy that could take, like Matt said, I think the veterans are going to look at this guy and say, this is the guy that we can win this year. And I think it's a team that can win and go far this year. Now they're always banged up. They already have injuries running back. It always happens with San Francisco. I don't know why, but it does. But I think right now, this is a guy that can lead them. You know, I'm looking at the coaches, guys. This guy is a clown. The crowd is chanting down like the play clock and everything. This guy has no clue what he's doing. He's overmatched right now. I'll take Shanahan and over him at coaching. I mean, straight play. I like San Francisco. Money line, T San Francisco down some points. I love this as an under. My favorite play is tease the points up in this and take the under because, again, like Jason said, they're moving the ball, but they cannot punch it in. I love the under in a teaser. Jason, you said you uh, really are down on Seattle, but Russ couldn't beat Seattle. So, man, I, I don't. That's because they were punting into the end zone every time they got inside the five. Apparently, nobody knew that wasn't a rule. Hey, Nathaniel Hackett's still not going to learn in two weeks. So, give me those Niners. All right, let's wrap it up. Monday night, Dallas. Goes to the Meadowlands to play the New York Giants. Dallas comes in one and one, and the Giants are two and zero. Oh. Very quiet two and zero. Oh. Giants are laying one at home, over under thirty nine. That over under's low. It might even creep a little lower. We got Cooper Rush at the helm for Dallas. Although good news on Prescott. Supposedly Jerry Jones, the crypt keeper, says he's going to be back more uh, sooner rather than later. Giants got a little thing cooking here. I do like their coaching staff. Uh, they're gritty, two and zero, but it's not a, exactly an impressive two and zero. I do like that they're going to run Barkley. The problem is, I think they are playing the second coming of LT, and this Michael Parsons is the real deal. I don't want to root for a Dallas Cowboy, being a hater that I am, being a Commander fan, but that guy is unbelievable. I think if you have to make a play here, I'm actually probably going to take Dallas money line to get a win on Monday night. Man, this is tough. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Giants and uh, the record is far better than the stats. The defense has actually been the better unit of the two. The offense has actually been pretty bad, even though I know Saquon's kind of had a revival. Um, key stat here, adjusted sack rate for the Giants is 12.6%. That puts them third, second to last after the aforementioned Bears and Bengals. Uh, and who tore up the Bengals last week? The Micah Parsons, who will be sitting across from this – Pretty bad pass blocking offensive line again. Um, you know, I just, it's hard to go with Cooper Rush on the road. It's one thing when you're the backup quarterback and you're at home and you kind of have that back against the wall feel like the Cowboys did. They played a lot of emotion. They kind of came out and kind of ran out of emotion by the third quarter and kind of hung on. Um, much different feel when you go on the road. Ugh, I don't know what to do. I think I kind of like the under here because I think both offenses are kind of, I think both defenses are ahead of both offenses. So give me the under 39, even though that's a really low number. I kind of liked how Rush played. I thought the team kind of gelled a little bit under him last week. Now, again, going on the road could be a little tougher. I kind of like the teaser spot down and taking a little points and taking the over in this game. I kind of like Dallas up in a teaser too. I think they're going to run the ball a little bit. I, I, Love what the, the G-men are doing. I think it's great. Keep winning, too. I think it's great. But I kind of like Dallas up in a teaser, and I kind of like the points down and taking the over in this game. I just want to add two things I forgot really quick before my voice completely goes. 
Old man in the garage, man, is he licking his wounds right now? Can't win a game. He likes the Jets this week. So let's try to get him a win. He likes the Jets to pull the upset this week. And then one thing with the Steeler game, I threw it out to you guys. I, we saw it on Twitter. 11 games they have not scored a first quarter touchdown. Doc, The doctor, the doctor's in segment, loves those first quarter unders. It's at seven. So what do you do tomorrow? They have not scored. I can't. That's an interesting line right there. Would you take a chance and do the under seven first quarter? Not first half. If I said first half, I'm sorry. First quarter. They have not scored on their first quarter in 11 games. So I'm going to take the under with the Steelers tomorrow, maybe first quarter. All right. Before we sign off, one quick question. So we, we've officially hit the 0-2 mark. Which 0-2 team do you think will make a playoff push out of the five remaining Three were playoff teams last year, Cincy, Tennessee, the Raiders. And I hate to say it, but I think we can throw out Carolina and Atlanta as playoff teams. Out of those three, Cincy, Tennessee, Raiders, who makes the playoffs? That is not easy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I would say maybe Cincy just because it hasn't looked all that awful, even though they're 0-2. And you look at the Ravens, the defense looks terrible. You know the Browns aren't going to have a quarterback for 11 games, and the Steelers we've talked about enough. Um, I would think since he has the best road out of those five teams, definitely. Yeah, you you would think Cincy because they have so many weapons in the quarterback, but the big thing is the offensive line. I mean, yeah, no, there's definitely – I mean, Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons, but a lot of those sacks were uh, line calls and missed blocking assignments. I think they can get that worked out. I think that's a – Unfortunate side effect of not playing in the preseason. Can we throw the Colts into the 0-2 mix? Uh, we can, even though they're not 0-2. But no, well, I said they're going to win the Super Bowl. That should have been a loss in Houston. We all know it. So they could be 0-2. I'm intrigued to see if this week if they get right because they will have the easiest path out of anybody with the AFC South. I mean, right now the Jags are their primary competition out of the, four <laughs> the teams. So I would think. I would throw the Colts in there with the Bengals and kind of an even keel as 0-2 teams who have a chance to get right uh, later on in the season and make the playoffs. I hope I get to toot my own horn at the end of the season. Uh, I did take a flyer bet on the Jags to win that division uh, after this past week. Numbers totally support it right now. Yeah. So, all right, boys, good stuff. You have anything else to uh, throw out before we sign off here? Good luck. All right. Check us out at Notebook Wagering. We got at Smitty Bucks, at Notebook Wagering JCAM. Q couldn't make it with us tonight, but we're going to crank out a college show. Check us out on Twitter. We are on Spotify, at Notebook Wagering. And like we always say when we sign off, bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.